Welcome to Between Two Runners, a podcast with a focus on the Gainesville running scene and beyond. beyond. Brought to you by the Mount Dora Half Marathon and Pancakes. Use code A10RE for a sweet discount. Randolph ain't too far behind. Let's get into the show. Welcome to Between Two Runners, my guest today, all the way from the other side of Florida. It's Kelly. All right. <laughs> Thank you for Woo! having me. <laughs> Woo! Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I am exceptionally well. It's the sun is shining outside. There's a hint of maybe some cooler weather. Uh, lots to be thankful for. Yes, indeed. So take us back to the early days. When, okay. When did you first lace up and begin your running career? So I feel like I have kind of a funny story. Um, so my, I started in gymnastics as a child. And um, all throughout middle school, I used to get my gymnastics coach to write my PE teacher an excuse note so I didn't have to run. <laughs> <laughs> so I managed to get out of middle school running, but then I broke a bone my, in eighth grade and kind of made me rethink gymnastics. So one day I got a brochure in the mail and it was from the high school cross country coach. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, hmm, you know, I bet I can make these practices and still make it to gymnastics. And the ultimate goal for me was to be a, a letter winner because I grew up watching Saved by the Bell. And I always saw AC Slater walking around with his letterman jacket. And I was right. like, you know, I really want one of those. And you can't get one of those being a gymnast because it's not a high school sport. Uh -huh. So that was my intent. So I started training over the summer of my freshman year. Um, was really fortunate that um, my, my coach, Peter Hopfe, ended up taking over the women's program. And he, if not the best running coach in the state of Florida, is definitely one of the best. And uh, my freshman year, I ended up uh, breaking the school record, wow. winning districts. And so I was like, you know, I think I'm better at this than I am <laughs> gymnastics. Uh -huh. And my ultimate goal was to be a, a gymnast in college. And I was like, well, maybe let's just make the goal an athlete in college. And so I just left gymnastics, um, focused on the running, and uh, really bought into uh, Peter Hopfe's program. He's now one of the assistant coaches at Embry-Riddle. Oh, wow. Yeah, and him, They've definitely done an amazing job with that program. And so anyhow, I really bought into what he said. I mean, we just had, my my high school team was like family. There's, I mean, you're a runner, so you know what it's like when you spend hours and hours running with people. You just get to know them on a different level. For sure. And so my high school experience was, was great. And uh, so my coach was like, listen, if you do what I say in your senior year, you'll be a state champion. And sure enough, my senior year, I, I won the two mile in um, uh, track and uh, went on to uh, University of Florida and ended up running for them for two years. And that was about all I could handle of <laughs> just co college sports. So I don't know if people know, but if you're a distance runner, you have um, cross country, you have indoor and you have outdoor. And so it's all very long. <laughs> so there's no really, you don't have any downtime. 
No, no. I mean, the summer, but I mean, again, all of us as distance runners, you know, like the base building period is huge and that can only be accomplished during the summer. So no, there really wasn't much of a break. And I had been so focused on, you know, as a young child doing gymnastics, I just really was always in an intense sport. And so, you know, being in Florida, uh, being a Gator, there's just so much to do. (laughs) So yes. So after just two years, I was like, I just want to be a college kid before I have to get a real job. And right. So, um, so yeah, so I just did the two years there and then, um, just kind of dabbled back and forth, back into running and then taking breaks since then. Uh Um, so right now I'm kind of, I'll be, I'll admit I'm I'm kind of in a down season. (laughs) (laughs) You're in a rebuilding phase. Yes, yes. I did the um, Tomoka Marathon in March, and I absolutely loved it. Love that run, yeah. It's great. Did you hear? I heard a rumor that it's not happening this year. I've heard the same. Yeah, that's um, sad. It was a beautiful, beautiful course. Um, The people did an excellent job. No complaints from me other than it was very hot. Yes, it was. Yeah, normally it was warm every time that race would come around. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that I just, you know, I've come back and then I get tired and it's just, I don't know if you feel like it's been hot this year. I just feel like this summer was so hot. (laughs) I just wasn't in the mood to run in the heat. Oh, for sure. And especially if you're wearing a plastic helmet and a wig. Oh my gosh. It gets, yeah, it gets really warm. I can't even imagine. I think I would just set up the videos like a whole series of it just film it one day and maybe change location oh, right can we <laughs> green I'm... screen this and put yeah. this in a backdrop yes when i first started my running instagram i used to have my kids when i'd finish my run they come outside and they knew their job was to stand there with my phone and take pictures of mommy <laughs> running by <laughs> so it'll be a fun memory but uh yeah Yeah. no i never had the costume or the wig yeah i would i'm a floridian so i can't i'm not i'm not a a, i I guess i do handle the heat well i I should say so Mm -hmm. i putting on a costume i would it would be way too much understood so it's it's a family (laughs) affair do your do your kids get involved with running as well they refuse Uh (laughs) uh-huh as does mine so, um, but then I did too. So, you know, like I said, I, I started out with not running a step in middle school. So I figured if I, um, I, I suppose it's one of these things when once you get involved in running, you know how amazing it is in the way you can set goals for yourself. And really, to be honest, there are outside factors that influence it, but ultimately you steer the ship, mm-hmm. you steer your success, you learn how to navigate um, you know, the different obstacles that come up. So I believe that once they are ready and they get a taste of it, um, it's just such a pure sport. It is. That, that there is, and the reward is so great. I don't know how anybody that doesn't finally just allow themselves to step into running can't become addicted to it. Um, so right now, all my children, they compete in surfing, which is a sport where you're, you're judged. And um, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, that's a lot of frustration, I would say, right? Because it's all subjective to the people who are judging you. And it could be 
sometimes they're not even looking, right? They're looking down, scratching their nose, and they miss your wave. So there's a lot of frustration, um, you know what I mean, in, in, in that sport. So I think that once they're, like, ready, they'll, uh, they'll become little runners. I mean, they're definitely shaped like it, and they have the determination. But being that they do a water sport, my kids don't know how to sweat. <laughs> <laughs> What is the sweat you speak of? Well, just um, like literally the heat, right? So uh -huh. if you're if you're out in the ocean surfing, you're doing your sport and you're not drenching wet, For overheated. Sure. Where you go into running, I mean, you've got to learn to adapt with being covered in sweat and right. the heat. So it's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I get instant swamp back just thinking about going out for a run. <laughs> right. But I guess it's better than like, you know, we start seeing the people with the frozen eyelashes or the frozen eyebrows. So yeah, I guess I'll people. take Swamp back over that. <laughs> Any day of the week. So take us back to, to Gainesville, your, your time around town. What were some of your favorite places to run around here? Oh, gosh. Um, so we used to go down to, we called it Micanopy. I don't know if it's really Micanopy or not, but there's a dirt road that's a loop. Yes. Um, that we used to go to for our long runs. So that was nice because I've always, I'm a sucker for dirt roads. I love running on the compact dirt. Yeah. Team um, FTC still does a long run there. Do they? Okay, mm -hmm. cool. And then we also would go to, I think it's called San Falesco. Yep. Still there. So that's what, like Northwest Gainesville, I think. Yep. Up around uh, Millhopper. Yes, exactly. So I, I liked that run too. We did a lot of our speed work over at Santa Fe, like around their soccer fields. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, I mean, a lot of our stuff was really just run around the sidewalks. So there's really no sidewalk in Gainesville that I haven't just like tripped over and just completely <laughs> supermaned. You know, Same. one of my. Yeah, one of my teammates used to call me Skid Row because I managed to every run trip trip over the sidewalk because, you know, I mean, the oak trees kind of lift everything. Uh -huh. um, there is one more spot that was really pretty. Um, Loblolly. Yeah, for sure. Do they still have the um, space thing? Do you remember kind of like you come out Loblolly and I feel like it's Yeah, and they have all the planets lined up. Eighth Street, they still have that? They, they still do, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's actually uh, part of one of my favorite runs. I've got uh, a half marathon that I've kind of mapped out. Really? Where you, where you run through all of the green spaces in town. Oh, you have to share that with me. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we it goes through Ring Park. It goes through Loblolly. There's a greenway that kind of connects the two. Okay. It's it's a fabulous run. Oh, I would love to try that. I just got to get myself running again. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have uh, Mount Dora coming up. Uh, tell us about your connection to that race. Yes. So um, one of the race directors is my teammate from high school. His name's Chris Batista. And um, he, along with Vicki Blate, she's the founder, um, they've been planning on the race now for 11 years. And I believe my involvement started in, it's either 20, I believe it's 2018. Um, Chris invited me out to the race. And at the time I said yes, but then I got injured. And I just started um, 
in the world of the Insta runners and Instagram running, and which is, you know, really fun and addicting meeting all the different runners and encouraging each other. So, um, I saw that Mount Dora didn't have any kind of social media. So I said to Chris, I'm like, well, let me, let me create a social media for you. I'm like, I'm really into Instagram. I'd be happy to do this for you. So I, I launched their Instagram and then I went out and attended their first race, just kind of getting some footage for them. And then, um, they really liked what I did and asked me like, you know, well, could you do this year round? And of course I'm like, yeah, I'm more than happy because I, I, I enjoy interacting with the runners. I've met some of the coolest people, um, through Instagram. I mean, you, I met through (laughs) Instagram, everybody. So, um, and then it's just kind of been progressing over the years. We, we launched the ambassador program. Um, we'd seen this with other races and it really cultivates a neat family. Uh, it introduces the race to more runners through the ambassadors. Um, it provides incredible feedback into what works, what doesn't work. It's, um, really fun. So I get to be in charge of the ambassadors and communicating with them. And then just, you know, like I said, promoting things through social media, trying to connect with our runners, keeping them encouraged throughout the year, following their successes. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It's a little bit weird too, because, um, you know, people will come in to registration day and it's like, oh, I know everybody's faces, right? Because I'm running the social media, but right. nobody knows who runs the social media. So yes. I almost feel like a little bit like a stalker, like, oh, I know who you are and right. you're, you're this, this runner. And of course people are like, and you are who? <laughs> <laughs> and who are you again? Yes. Yeah. So it's, um, so you get a I, bird's eye view of, of people coming in to the registration table. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah. It is so fun for me to get to see people in the flesh, you know, after yeah. following them for a whole year and watching their running journeys and their, you know, trials and their successes it's um it's really fulfilling to see people come back year after year probably my favorite thing um that vicky started was the her five-year jacket which is very difficult to get um you have to finish five years in a row and you have to finish so um believe it or not a lot of people unfortunately things come up so when someone earns that jacket they really you know overcame a lot to Mm -hmm. be able to to get it. And that's fun hearing those stories of how people got involved and set the goals to get their jackets. So I really enjoy highlighting, um, the people who, who win that award. That's really fun and special to me. So I get that alongside with the ambassadors. Um, I get to really handle all the fun aspects of the race, <laughs> none of the logistical Absolutely. stuff. <laughs> And not only is there a jacket, but you've got Santa, you've got Mrs. Claus, you've got all these stilt walkers. How did that really culminate and come about? So that, I believe, um, is Vicky and Chris because they, the, the performers were there before I ever joined in. Um, and to me, I really feel like that is the aspect that probably makes us probably one of the most, if not the most festive race in Florida, mm-hmm. is that we really bring the entertainment. Um, actually, a lot of the performers, I recognize them from SeaWorld <laughs> from when I would take the kids. I'd be like, wait a second, I just I just saw you. So, I mean, we have really high quality entertainers. They really get the runners pumped up. Um, 
I've never been to anything that close with a theme that really just um, brings it home mm -hmm. uh, the way Mount Dora does. Um, and rumor has it that we're going to have a new guest this year. Oh. Uh, yes. He's a little cranky. He's a little green. Uh-oh. So I'll uh, leave that to your imagination who might be showing up this year, but I'd be super, super duper excited uh, yeah. if we have our new guest this year because uh, that's my favorite Christmas movie probably. <laughs> of all time, yes. Oh, yes. So um, yeah, the entertainment is a huge, huge deal. Um, and that, yeah, and everybody will be back. And it's a great way too for people, like, uh, especially if you bring your kids out to the 5K, a great way to get your pictures with Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to go to the mall. You don't have to, to go to the mall. That's right. And so you have a good time. You get a shirt, right? So yeah. um, Santa, he, he always looks amazing. He does a good job. He, he gets me the most fantastic pictures. Um, and that's another thing too I love about this race is they have, um, we have the photography company there. And- uh, You don't have to pay for pictures. Exactly. And they're high quality. They are of the highest quality. They do such an amazing job. Um, they they're like the funnest people to work with and uh, as you know as I said I run the social media so for me it's a really big deal to have you know good looking picture so almost their photography is a company that's been doing it for years and uh, like I said it's a phenomenal job and who doesn't like a picture of them running mm -hmm. so <laughs> yeah. so yeah so that's a Christmas gift for yourself right there or if you have somebody you know who in your life who's a runner you can get the you know the complimentary photos and make gifts out of them yeah frame it exactly so um a lot of really neat touches that they think of to really bring value to what you're getting uh when you sign up for the race yeah i mean not only is the course absolutely gorgeous running around lake dora but you know you have the entertainers. You've got you've got a couple of high energy DJs that uh, yes. that announce the race. I mean, from top to bottom, uh, there's nothing quite else like it in the state of Florida. And from what I hear too, there's uh, a volunteer group of carolers that gather every year in one home, and they just sing and perform for the runners. I've never yeah. made it out to that part of the course, so I've been out there a couple of times. Yeah, they do a great job. That's so awesome. I'm going to have to find out where that address is so I can get a, a sneak peek. But, you know, sometimes we have these elite runners that come in and, I mean, they're done within an hour. So right. they, I barely have enough time to jog over to sure. the one mile mark because mm -hmm. I love like to get the pictures of people or video people running by. And I almost barely have enough time to do that and get back before the winner gets there. So <laughs> I can tell you it's somewhere towards the end of the course. I want to say it's like mile nine or ten okay yeah that sounds good so i probably won't make it <laughs> yeah exactly I'm, well, I'm if, sure you have your, if you have your phone on you get me a video will do okay i'm sure you're you're spending plenty of plates on race day oh yes and i'm out of shape this year so you might see me like bent over heaving <laughs> trying to get back and forth <laughs> can i can i get you a water a set right. what, do you, what do you need Right. If it's me like, what happened to her? Oh, she just had to like sprint a mile. 
So what do you have coming up on your race calendar? So a couple weeks ago, I printed out myself a training plan and I was debating if I was going to use it for either um, a Gate River Run, which I love Gate River Run. It's my favorite race. Up in um, Jack. After, yes, after Mount Dora, of course. But um, I do really enjoy Gate River Run. Um, and then the other one I was considering was doing a half marathon with Gasparilla. I haven't done that yet. I did the 5K when I was in high school, but I've never done any of their other events. Um, so the issue that comes up for me is um, everybody else in my family, they're surfers. And so they're looking at, they want to go to Hawaii in March. So <laughs> it's really hard to yeah, I'm sure. start training for something, not knowing if I'll even uh, be in, in town. So... I don't know. Do you have any suggestions? Is there any race that you really enjoy that I haven't experienced yet? Yeah, I've ran St. Pete before, um, and, and that's a really fun race. I, I did the half marathon last year. What uh, month is and, that? And they, what time of year was that? I want to say that's around March 2. Okay. Um, and yeah. and they, do a, they do a fantastic job as well. Okay. I mean, it's not yeah, quite to the caliber of Mount Dora. I mean, that's that holds a special place in my heart. But I mean, it's a fun race, and it's relatively flat. Yeah. <laughs> You're not starting the race going uphill. Right. Which is one thing we should mention about about Mount Mount Dora as you start running uphill. So yes, and you know, but that means you get to finish downhill. Yes, so that's, that's like true. you know what I mean. So. Um, <laughs> the first time I went over there uh, for the race, I came home and I called my mother and I was like, why in the world were you sending me to running camp in North Carolina to train on hills when all you had to go was an hour west? <laughs> <laughs> and there's Mount Dora. I said, I have never seen anything like that. I can't believe it's Florida. Yeah. It, which is such a such an asset, right? Because I think most of us runners, we have the desire to travel, right? We're always running, we're moving. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to, as a Floridian, not only handle the heat, but the fact that you really can go and get a good hill training workout. Um, actually, Gainesville has hills too, now that I think about it. <laughs> I knew Gainesville has hills. <laughs> yes, there's that, uh, that strip on 16th that they call the bacon strip. Yes. It's good for hill repeats and whatnot. Yeah, there was um, where the old president mansion was. I can't remember like what what road that is right there, but you would just kind of go north on that road, and there was just this gnarly hill, and we used to just have to like sprint up it like twenty times. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, Gainesville definitely has hills, not the ro quite the rolling hills, but mm -hmm. um, it's 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 beautiful. Cause I I mean, for me as a runner. You, you, you want to challenge yourself. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's nice to race in flat, but it gets boring. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to have the hill break up where you really can focus on, you know, because you have to change your gait. You have to change your strategy. So it's kind of a good mental stimulation to do that. And then when the downhill comes again, it's a shift in your, your pace, your stride, how you carry your arms. Um, so... I, I like that it, um, it makes things interesting, right? And yeah. You can kind of tick away in your mind the different challenges as they come along. Almost helps you break the race up. Um, 
so. Yeah, and that's another nice thing about Mount Dora is that it's it's unlike any other place in Florida, almost. It's, it's what, a place unto its own. And what's neat about it, I don't know if you know the history, but um, so the founder, Vicki Blate, she was training for Boston. And so she was in search of the closest thing to, you know, mimic the hills. And she, yeah. yes, and so she came across the town of Mount Dora and would go there to train and ended up falling in love with it so much she moved to Mount Dora. Um, but that is how the course came to be. That is the course that she used to train for the Boston Marathon. Wow. So the timing's really great too, because, you know, by December, people have decided if they're running Boston or not. So it's a great way to get out there and, um, you know, uh, discover maybe what you need to work on. You know, mm -hmm. running's always about discovery. And that's why for me, I always like jumping into races because you can try your different strategies. You know, do I want to pick up the pace here? Again, you got to adjust your strides depending on if you're going uphill, downhill, um, your nutrition. There's so many important aspects. So a race like Mount Dora is really ideal for people who have the goal of Boston. Mm -hmm. um, it also provides a great long distance run for people that are doing the Disney marathon, you know, at the end of January. Yeah. Yeah, with Disney right around the corner, that's a perfect tune-up right there. Oh, 100%. Practice your nutrition is, is so key because one of the things that, you know, always breaks your heart, you, you watch people train and train and train, right? And they're in, the, they're in the fitness, they're ready to do it, and then just nutrition goes wrong. And, you know, sometimes people make the mistake of, oh, let me try something new race day. So that's why you want to jump into races ahead of time and uh -huh. practice these things, not do it on race uh -huh. day, because you never know how your gut's going to react. What have you learned over the years about nutrition? Have you kind of dialed in yours? I, I have. So I discovered Huma Gel or Huma. Sorry, yes. I don't know how to say it. Um, and that works for me. And, uh, and so I use it on runs throughout the whole training session, um, probably more than I need to because of what I would hear from people. They'd be like, oh, I didn't feel like it. So I always force myself to take it because I know like the science behind it. It's like, just because I don't want to take it or feel like I don't want to take it. Cause I'm like, you know, how your stomach kind of gets, uh -huh. it doesn't mean that your body doesn't need the nutrition. I mean, it's almost being like, oh, well, I'm not going to fill my gas tank because I don't like that particular brand of gas that I'm driving by right now. No, like you have to put the gas in because your car's going to stop before the next mm -hmm. station. So um, really forcing, you know, myself to learn how to take the gel, whether I feel like it or not. Um, so that brand has worked really well for me just because the first couple ones I would do more like a thicker gel. And uh, it just didn't go down as easy in the Huma. It's more like an applesauce consistency. So yeah. it kind of just slides right down. Um, and that worked for me. And I, I'm, I'm plant-based. So, you know what I mean? That doesn't have any kind of dairy or anything else in it. So it anything keeps... Anything else that's going to upset your gut. Exactly. So, and then I just, uh, I think I just stick with straight water. I do like noon. Um so I can't remember. I don't think I put it in my water bottle. I think I keep, I keep water. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I will do the salt too. So the salt's really important. So I'll use base salt 
and I think every other mile I'll take like a lick of that um, because I have before uh, I guess I was dehydrated or depleted. I'm not sure which one it was. My senior year of high school, I crashed and crawled across the finish line. <laughs> so, um, need sodium. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I was definitely dehydrated that day. It was a 10:30 race, 10:30 in the morning in October, which in Florida can be just brutal, which it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and to be honest, uh, I don't know if I'll ever recover from that race because it really mean I don't want anything that bad to, to ever, you know, I admire these people that like, you know, push their limits. But after, after going there, um, no, I'm good. So yeah. You'll never see me push myself to, I don't want anything that bad. Been there, done that. <laughs> yes. Been there, done that. Um, and survived it. So I just, you know, I'm happy to to race at the shape that I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, how do you like to fuel after a run? Oh, after a run. Um, well, the funny thing is, in high school, I used to come home and eat fudge rounds. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. But, right, right. Back what you used to be able to do. Um, so, gosh, I think a banana. <laughs> All right. You know, bananas, I'm obsessed with peanut butter, um, you know, making like a smoothie or something. But to be honest, like, I almost have to force it. I don't know about you, but for whatever reason, after I run, usually my, I'm not in the mood to eat. Um, so, but after the marathons, it's funny because like I said, I, I'm, I'm plant-based. But I remember finishing my first marathon and being like, I just want the world's biggest omelet. <laughs> you know, I don't even eat that stuff. But I was just like, just give me like tons and tons of food. I'm so hungry. <laughs> right. All of the food. Oh, yes, everything. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm pretty simple. I like bananas. I like coffee. Um, I like oatmeal. Um I, I really, so how I became plant-based is I really like the book, Run Fast, Eat Slow. And as I was picking out recipes from uh, Shalane and Elise, I just realized that I t tended to pick their vegan recipes. So eventually all I did was take out the meat with mm -hmm. dinner. And that's kind of where I found myself and my recovery was just so much better. And when I woke up in the morning, just like the aches and pains that I always had, just it went away. Yeah. And so I became addicted to just feeling good in the morning. And so I've just stuck with that. Um, so the only issue is you have to stay on top of your B12s, um, which really provides your energy. And I don't, which is probably why I've been lazy and not running this summer, because I'm not taking my B12s like I should. <laughs> now, do, with your B12, do you normally take a supplement? I do, yes. Um, so I have a spray that I use and it's right there in the fridge. There's no reason to not do it. No excuses. No excuses. <laughs> um, I do have spirulina that, you know, I can put into like a smoothie, um, but you definitely have to be conscientious of it. And, um, you know, I accept full responsibility. I'm just not on top of it like I should. It's my own fault. Um, but, you know, always something to improve. <laughs> this is a judgment free zone. Oh, thank you. You accept the human condition. Yes. 
I've, you know, with, uh, with a new career change, I've, I've sort of fallen off the wagon on training and, and proper nutrition and all that. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. It's just kind of a balance, right? It's yeah. seasons of life. I mean, nature shows us that. I mean, right now the days are becoming shorter because the earth is going to a rest period. You know what I mean? The plants aren't producing their flowers and their leaves. They're going into hibernation. And I think that we need to, you know, that's why I just, I'm not hard on myself because it's, it's phases, it's seasons. And I think we need to, you know, we, within reason, right? Like if my body's like, Oh, just sit on the couch and only pizza, beer and TV, like, no, you know, but I think that realizing like, I don't have to go hard and have a training plan all the time and be, you know, have a season where I'm open and available to maybe serving my family and what are their interests in things and kind of giving that time to them because you know running can be a very selfish sport i mean if you spend hours on the road and if you're also not dialing in your nutrition and your um you know your weight training or your plyometrics there's there's so much that goes into having a successful running career and I think that's what I found post-college is I was like, wow, I didn't realize all these elements that really come together for an injury-free experience. And of course, at University of Florida, I mean, there's just, there's no comparison. The, the athletic facilities that they have available and the staff that they have, I mean, we had nutritionists, we had psychologists, we had athletic trainers. I mean, we had everything at our fingertips because really the football program, it, it trickles down. Mm -hmm. And so all of the sports really reap the benefits from, you know, our, our larger sports. And when I went on my recruiting trips, um, I had no intention of going to University of Florida. I wanted to get out of the state. But once I went there and visited, I was just like, wow. They this, have all the toys. Oh, they do. <laughs> It was just, it was a no brainer. Yeah. Um, and I n don't regret it at all. I love being a Gator. There's, there's nothing like it. Um, so I, I highly recommend the school. If you don't get in the first time, keep trying. All right. Good <laughs> so, Oh, if I wasn't, if I was not married to a surfer, I would be in Gainesville. <laughs> I, I mean, the trees, everything, it's just an amazing town. I envy you. <laughs> yeah. I've been here since 2002 and, and I still love Gainesville. Okay. Yeah. So I left in 2003. So, okay. so you might've, if you saw a girl, a blonde girl on her face on the sidewalk, that was me. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw you Superman that one time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was around Thanksgiving. It's probably during a turkey trot. I don't know. Uh <laughs> So uh, what are your favorite, some of your favorite uh, spots to visit in Mount Dora, say post-race and you want to refuel uh, a nice vegan place or some place that has vegan options? Oh, gosh. I probably should have looked up places by name because it's almost like I can tell you how I walk there. <laughs> I know right across from um, the registration area. Oh, gosh. There's right so there many. Town Square. Yes, they've popped. There's so many. Um, little smoothie places that have popped up and there's two of them. Oh gosh. I'm so sorry that I don't know the names of them. And then they have this neat little marketplace where there was a guy who made a uh, vegan ceviche Ooh. and 
Yes, it was really, it was right off Donnelly Street. So if you're like heading, it's not, I guess Donnelly Street heading south, then it would be like on the left-hand side. There's a little market and uh, there was a guy, yeah, he makes vegan ceviche. It was delicious, but um, there's so many amazing restaurants. So I change pretty much every time I go because there's so many. So it's like each year it's like, okay, now I'm going to hit up these places that I haven't been to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say make sure it's hard to get in to a lot of these places. And, um, it's a very popular town this time of year. What I love about Mount Dora is it reminds me a lot of St. Augustine, the same kind of like, but on a small scale. Right. And, uh, and because it's more of a smaller town, it's, it just feels, for lack of a better word, safer, right? You just have, um, you're not being panhandled and things like that. It's right. just, you can walk around and, and, and feel comfortable and there's so much to look at. But um, I think Wave might be the one place I visit every year. It's an Asian bistro. I oh, think yeah. it's called Wave. Yeah. Um, it's on the second floor of that building. Yes. Yes. So I've I go there every year. Yeah. And I also go to, there is a Mexican restaurant um, also across from where check-in is, not too far. Um, and they have great food, amazing margaritas. Um, and then there's also a Cuban restaurant. I'm so sorry I don't know the names of everything. <laughs> that's all right. But that's part of the fun is just kind of walking around and then just like letting it come to you. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing about Mount Dora is everything is within walking distance. Yes. And that's one of the things I was talking with Vicky earlier today, just figuring out like our arrangements for, you know, when I go there, because I'm there for three days and uh, she was all concerned about, okay, well, where are you going to park? And I was like, you know, I'm good with walking. I was like, I'm okay with like, you know, being a mile away because I just love being able to walk around that town. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it, so where I live in Florida, it's like for newer, I guess you could say. So it's just, you know, your typical cookie cutter, big, you know, big company houses, but you go to Mount Dora and then these houses are, you know, over a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. The trees are hundreds of years old. It is just breathtaking. I can't get enough of it. So I just want to walk and walk everywhere and just just soak it all up. Yes, it's just an old Florida feel that um, it's just hard to come by now with, you know, everybody's building, building, building. And thankfully, downtown Mount Dora is just a land unto itself, such a gem. Mm -hmm. If, If someone has never been to Mount Dora, you really owe it to yourself. For certain. What would you say your favorite thing about running is? You know what I think is really important about running and as I'm like getting older and I guess a more spiritual side is I feel that it's a form of meditation. I feel that, you know, a lot of people, it's hard what to sit still, meditate, but running is almost like a uh, moving meditation because you want, you have to find that rhythm. You have to find a peace with your breath if you're going to go past a mile, right? So there's something really beautiful about finding that rhythm. And then over time, as your body adapts to it, being able to go further and further and almost to just, uh, you know, right in that state where you're, you're pushing, right? So you're getting better, but not so much that you are dying, 
and there's just something beautiful about being in that state. And um, when COVID happened and we were separated, I got really into listening to books and podcasts while I was running. And uh, I had never done that before because I never felt safe. But um, when Aftershocks came out with their headpieces so that I could still hear, Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything in my ears. So then I could still hear cars behind me. I could, you know, hear if someone was trying to sneak up behind me. That was like a game changer for me because I spent 30 years not listening to anything when I ran Mm -hmm. just for safety. So um, that to me, I love now that when I go out and run, I'm also kind of learning. Um, So I enjoy that part. And then I also enjoy the people. You know, I have different groups of friends that I get together with and what's neat to me is they're my running friends so we might not be doing life together so they're a sounding board for me i'm a sounding board for them where you can kind of talk to people and get almost a unbiased view on things that are going on in your life it's really nice to have people that you you know i I just feel so much more open Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's almost like this silent pack with runners that whatever's talked about on a run stays on the run. Um, and I've noticed that for, you know, three decades that yeah. there's just something, this solidarity amongst runners that we just, it's, it's just beautiful. It's unique. Yeah. And I, and I love it. It's a special bond for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anything you'd like to add before we wrap up, Kelly? Well, I, this was fun. This is my first podcast I have ever participated in. And um, I feel like we, thank you. Yes, I'll never, never forget it. Um, I know I really in, enjoyed being able to talk about, you know, something that I love passionately. Um, this makes me think of like, you know, the memes that are always circulating on Instagram where it's how, uh, how annoying runners can be because we just want to talk about running to everybody, you know, and how, you know, most of the regular people like, oh, please don't talk about your marathon. Oh, please don't talk about your training. Oh, please don't talk about your running shoes. So anytime somebody um, wants to talk about running, I'm just, oh, it brings me joy. So yeah. like you really just like started my day in a way that just filled my heart and just, um, I, I really needed this. Now maybe I'm like going to be super focused and get back into running and I'll be able to thank you for <laughs> reigniting, reminding me of just how yeah. beautiful and fun it is and being connected. So The feeling is mutual. Oh, thank you. I'm really excited to see you soon. Now, are you, is Thor going to be? Thor will be until, yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Well, I will be sending up positive vibes for cool weather. I <laughs> see. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yes, yes, of course. So. All right. Well, thank you, Kelly. Of course. Anytime. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Between Two Runners, a podcast brought to you by the Mount Dora Half Marathon and Pancakes. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I am telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town